Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leavingalegacy. Magic is power. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie, about 10 pounds heavier post-Thanksgiving. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry Me, What's up, Jerry? Not much, Pat. How you doing? I am fat and sated, man. I feel good. Uh, I had two Thanksgivings this past week. It was fantastic. I worked an overnight, which was less fantastic, but oh, it best- was good. Best part of be about being in a relationship is the dual dual Thanksgivings. It was great. It was great. So, so we did a shutdown at the at the school this week uh, to to transfer over a bunch of uh, the feeders that were going into the buildings, and so we had to do it on Thanksgiving week when people weren't in campus, whatever. And so I went to work on Tuesday night at like ten p.m. went went from class. Class was like from six to eight. Then went right to Fishburg to work, and then I left there at like. 10 30 11 o'clock the next day i like took a nap in my car and like my work clothes like it was, <laughs> it was it was great um but then yeah then uh then friday i got to have uh well thursday we had thanksgiving at my uh wife's in-law or my, my in-law's place like my wife's aunt's place and then friday i scooted I had I had like a long work day went right from there to my mom's house to have second thanksgiving with my mom's side of the family with my you know my, my side of the family it was uh it was awesome man it was awesome how was yours it was great. We did the, uh, my parents, my parents, uh, picked the lazy route this year. We did a, uh-huh. a restaurant Thanksgiving. Yep. So I've never done this before going to an actual restaurant for Thanksgiving. And I gotta say they're way better cooks, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it was awesome. And then, uh, I did on Sunday, I did uh, Thanksgiving with the girlfriend's parents nice. and uh, had the traditional Thanksgiving. Is this the first time you've met, met her parents? No, no, I've I've met her parent. I've I've known them for a while now. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. But we should get into some magic talk, Pat. It's the the uh the Thanksgiving leftovers are uh slowly going bad in the fridge. So let's <laughs> let's let's move on to the to the future. Uh, listen, th- leftovers are only bad if you don't have the, an iron stomach, you know, hard <laughs> enough to take it. So they're <laughs> only bad true. if you choose them to be bad. That's true. Your ancestors from 10,000 years ago would bury some meat in the ground and come <laughs> back 6 months later. Exactly. And- You're telling me like the what's the, like the Nords eat like a uh, rotten shark that they've submerged in the soil for like 6 months. It's literally <laughs> putrid and it's considered a delicacy there yeah we can eat we can eat leftover thanksgiving food a week later it's fine all right you've inspired me pat you've inspired me (laughs) (laughs) see this is why i always buy sushi uh by the uh the pound so you know i can just have leftover sushi a week later (laughs) wait they sell it by the pound (laughs) my place does my place does Well, let's let why don't you introduce our guest, John Jerry? Yeah, welcoming to the cast, uh, the awesome local player, uh, but on the cast for his international fame, uh, this past weekend or two weekends ago, time is an illusion. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Evan Flynn, how you doing? Pretty good. How are you guys? Awesome. And uh, to you know, let the cat out of the bag right away, uh, you recently top aided uh, the Eternal Weekend uh, Magic Online tournament. So we wanted to have you on the cast to kind of talk about the experience. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was great. Uh, it was the Bayou event. So there was uh, three Legacy Eternal Weekend events uh, mm-hmm. and they were fun. Like, uh, you know, it, it's not the 
usual eternal weekend experience, but it's, um, better I than nothing. I like the free, the free, <laughs> like, you know, use whatever you want. Uh, uh what are they called? An all access, uh, yeah. The God, the God accounts. Yeah. 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 God accounts. Yeah. Those are great. So, yep. um, it, and it's, it's always really interesting to look at, you know, because price and availability has always been a defining characteristic of legacy. So what does the format look like when you take that away? And it, it's interesting to dive into the, uh, the results from those three events. Cause we now have, you know, three sets of data of what would people play if they could play literally anything they wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you wanted to play a very specific deck. Uh, you were piloting a, a fairly new deck, uh, eight cast. Can you uh, tell us about it? Sure. Yeah. So um, it's a deck that's kind of like, popped up in the past i don't even know like it seems like just the past month or so and i don't really know where it came from so i someone is owed credit uh i i know i think bob wong was playing this deck a lot um at first it sort of evolved from the like blue kind of karn um whole breacher echo decks i believe uh but honestly, I I just saw it doing well, and I looked at the deck and tried it out a little bit with the God account, and um, was like, "Whoa, this deck is strong!" Like, I think I I literally picked played the first games of it the night before the tournament, and um, I think I played like four leagues or so, uh, which go really fast with this deck, which is nice, um, and I. I did really well. Um, and I was like, all right, this is the deck I'm playing. This is sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just like that uh, affinity, the deck exists, but does not yes. play any affinity cards. This deck runs eight affinity cards <laughs> and is not called affinity. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I, I do. I do not like the name very much. Uh, eight cast. Um, I've seen like, you know, like eight, eight thought would work better. I don't know. There's probably some pun you can work in there. I'm not sure. Uh, the name could use some work. I, if I was naming this, I would just call it Affinity Storm is kind of what I yeah, was uh, <laughs> I jokingly call it the Chalice Storm deck because it's, right. uh, <laughs> um, it's that's sort of what it's doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let, let's kind of talk about how it operates. Uh, you know, the, the signature cards from it, the eight cast uh, being referred to is... Uh, first of all, Thoughtcast, which is an old, you know, engine for the Affinity deck circa, you know, 2008, 2009. Um, it's uh, four and a blue, and it just has Affinity for Artifacts, draw two cards. And with this deck, it essentially just says one blue, draw two cards, um, which, uh, you know, helps you go the distance, refill the hands. And the recent printing, Thought Monitor, uh, does something similar. It's six and a blue for a two-two flying creature with affinity. That also says when it enters the battlefield, draw two cards. So that card being printed kind of gave affinity a shot in the arm, along obviously with uh, Urza's Saga, another great addition to the deck. Uh, those two printings coming about, kind of I feel is the the catalyst for this deck coming into existence. Yeah, Urza Saga definitely is the like the star of the deck. Um, yeah, really through that holds it together. Um, and then um, like other creatures, you've got Emery, Lurker of the Lock, and Psy Master Thopterist, who both just provide a lot of value with all the artifacts that you're uh, you're generating. It it the list plays um, a bunch of zero mana artifacts in Urza's Bobble, Mishra's Bobble, Mox Opal, Lotus Petal, Lion's Eye Diamond. Um, which are all like four of us from those, but actually I guess lines that I'm a two of, but um, 
And so you kind of like just dump out your hand on turn one usually. Uh, and Emery then lets you refill and Sai makes a bunch of thopters and it makes your thought monitor and thought cast cost a lot less. Um, and the deck really like just sort of vomits its hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then quickly refills it, which has always been the problem with affinity in the past is you kind of dump your hand out and like, okay, you got a frog bite in the four, four, but then like, you're just like drawing artifact lands for the rest of the game or whatever. Um, yep. it doesn't, it doesn't really go anywhere from there. Yeah, in a big way, it refills its hand. You know, obviously the the eight casts we mentioned before with the thought monitor and thought cast, but also uh, the Decron's Echo of Aeons to just you know get a fresh hand every now and then. Uh, you know, since it's running Lion's Eye Diamonds, uh, the Echo of Aeons uh, flashback makes it pretty easy as well. So you can sometimes just do a a cheesy Echo of Aeons turn one just to try and screw your opponent over, or at least just get a, a little bit of incremental advantage at the beginning. Yeah, one uh, development with the deck that's been kind of interesting. I think the first list that came out with it at first had like four echoes, four LEDs, and then you saw like three echoes, three LEDs, and now like it's two and two. And mm-hmm. the one thing that I would change from the list is to cut them, cut them entirely, cut them entirely, just uh, not a yeah. fan of them. Um, yeah, like they win some games. Like uh, I think I had one game against Death and Taxes where on turn one I cast an LED into Echo, and then I did it again on turn one and just like you know mulliganed them twice and vomited out my hand a bunch of times. But for the most part, you don't really need them, and like it sucks if you like discard your hand and then just get red blasted or something. Mm-hmm. So they almost always got sided out, except for maybe some really fair matchups. Um, yeah, because I mean, typically we saw the uh, the combo, the Lion's Eye Diamond Echo Vans paired with uh, like Narset mm-hmm. um, to prevent your opponent from you know drawing additional cards or Hull Breacher or something like that. And this deck just doesn't really have room for it, so I'm I'm guessing it's just it's not as power. It's not it's not worth the slot since you can't combo it with that you know that KO of a Narset or a Hull Breacher. Yeah, it pretty much just like lets you load up on more free artifacts to play, which are nice, but they aren't like ending the game per se. Um, and sometimes like there was definitely a game where I uh, I don't remember what it was against, but I like had to echo and like my echo draw sucked and then theirs killed me. <laughs> so it's not uh, not great. Yeah. Yeah, it's always kind of dangerous, you know echo of aeonsing against a combo player and then the combo player is like oh well thank you <laughs> this is exactly oh, what i needed <laughs> i remember now it was against elves i had to do like a desperation echo and uh i think it was against it might have been even in the finals uh or this or not the finals but the top eight and then just got like dumpstered on by a natural order like uh cradle hand that he drew into Gotcha. Yeah, that's rough. Um, now, all that said, I don't think we've actually, well, we have, we've mentioned Urza Saga, but uh, that's really the main win condition of the deck, it feels like. You know, you're, yes, you can make some Thopters and you can chip away, but I feel Urza Saga is what's bringing the beef. Yeah, I would say it was kind of 50 50 between Sai and Urza Saga. Sai hmm. made a really? lot of tokens really fast. Yeah. Oh, it, I'm surprised Sai had that much effect. That's awesome. Yeah, it surprised me too, uh, like looking at the deck list. But yeah, he makes a lot of tokens. Um, and then Thought Monitor too. Sometimes you just beat down with like a couple of them. But um, Urza Saga definitely is the main the main muscle of the deck. Just, uh, you know, there's some games where you don't even have to cast any spells. You just kind of keep jamming sagas with an ancient tomb out. And, um, you know, people can't. Most, most decks can't handle just like making a five, five that gets bigger every turn. Right. Yeah, exactly. Cause I mean, literally everything in the deck makes it bigger. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, well, awesome. So, I mean, the deck seems fairly straightforward to play, right? Like, is there any like tricks that people wouldn't guess just looking at it? Um, yeah, I mean, I was able to kind of figure it out just like the day before, so it's not yeah. complicated. <laughs> uh, like, play, I, play cards, draw cards, pretty play much. Cards. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, even then, like, there was things that I was learning, like you know, I'm still I'm still learning. Uh, but yeah, like one of the like you know really busted plays you can do is is like use Emery to get back a thought monitor. Um, mm-hmm. This is definitely like a little win more, but it comes up sometimes where like Psy, you use Psy to sacrifice an artifact. Um, he's got an ability that's uh, colorless blue, sacrifice two artifacts, draw a card. So you can mm-hmm. sacrifice your thought monitor, get it back with Emery, and then like kind of refill. And there's definitely some, oh, like a lot of the control matchups that comes up where you're getting really grindy. Um, uh, one of the other like, I guess Emery probably offers the most like kind of thing plays you wouldn't expect. Uh, and they're not that, uh, you know, advanced of a strategy, but like engineered explosives plus an Emery pretty hard to beat from like elves or somewhere like that. I mean, they've got, uh, what's it called? Um, a little, uh, null rod that they can green sense unit for mm-hmm. collector roof. Oh, right. Called. Yeah. Collector. Yeah. Roof. But otherwise they have a hard time beating like, you know, an engineer explosives and an Emery. Um, yeah. and then, I guess the only other thing is like timing. Like you really have to know how to like sequence your spells, right? Because you're trying to like save some back for Thopters for Psy. You like don't want to crack your bobbles sometimes because you have Mox Opal that will lose Metalcraft or like you'll shrink your uh, your Urza Saga tokens. Um, so there's some like, there's a lot of like little decisions like that where you have to be thinking like a couple turns ahead. Uh, and um, that could be tricky. So other than that though, it's it's not too complicated of a deck, which is nice. Um, I guess one other big appeal uh, to me, because um, after trying, I'm like, okay, I'm definitely going to make this deck in paper. Uh, and without the LEDs, um, it's like under $2,000. It's a yeah. pretty cheap legacy deck, especially for a Force of Will deck. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, especially if you already own like the Forces, because yeah. that's like another, you know, $400 roughly of the deck. Like all the cost is in the lion's eyes, lion's eye diamonds and the forces really. Right. Yeah. And I would cut the lion's eyes. So it's really, it's really a, for a legacy deck. It's on the cheap end, which yeah. is nice. It's very affordable. The, the most expensive pieces. Yeah. So forces clocking in about four fifty, lion's eyes, which are being cut are like 1200. And then other mm-hmm. than that, the money cards is like a play set of ancient tomb is going to cost you about 200. Right. A play set of Mox Opal is going to be another 200. Right. Um, and then and like chalice, the, chalices and force negations like that. Yeah. But the for the most part, it's another... pretty. And like those, you know, it's, that's, that's a pretty reasonable legacy deck. Now I'm sorry if I, if I missed it, but you said you were thinking about cut lines at diamond or is it? Yeah. The lines at diamond and echo of eons, uh, part of the deck. Mm-hmm. Um, this doesn't seem necessary. It's hmm. kind of a holdover. I think of the old blue, um, kind of Urza mm-hmm. creature deck that just sort of stayed in the shell, but it really doesn't seem necessary. And lots of other people are cutting it now to other lists I've tried. And I tried some lists after this, um, like after uh, um, the terminal weekend um, and without it and did not miss it at all. Hmm. Okay. What's surprising about this deck is that while it's, it's very cheap for a legacy deck in paper, well, I shouldn't say very cheap. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's affordable for a legacy deck in paper. Yeah. It's super expensive on Magic Online. Yes, it's it's like a yeah, nine. What's that all about? I, it's because the Urza sagas Urza are so sagas. expensive. Oh, like okay. Urza sagas are going to run you two hundred tickets on Magic Online. Oh wow, uh, that's like a like a like almost a quarter of the deck cost, I guess. Right, and like Mishra's Bobble is like 
30 no for what is it it's like it's like 40 yeah, 30 bucks, bucks a bottle. yeah yeah and, and then like the force of negations are another 150 like it's a it's a it, like the average legacy deck on magic online will like for like uh like great like uh three color delver deck playing mm-hmm. like the best stuff will run you between like 500 and 600 tickets right this is 900 tickets this is like one of the most expensive magic online decks i've i've ever seen (laughs) it's like i want to try this deck out and i'm like oh this because i are a couple weeks ago i'm like oh this this list looks sick i'm going to try this out i loaded it up to my uh my mana traders account and it's like you are 400 tickets short from your original limit i guess i'm not playing this deck that's hilarious So if anyone wants wants to let me borrow eight cast, uh, hit me up because I, I have wanted to try this deck out because it looks like a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, how did uh, how did the event go for you, Evan? Uh, pretty good. I wasn't. I honestly didn't have super high expectations. Like I just you know uh, wanted to give it my best. Um, want me to kind of go through my my matchups briefly? Yeah, yeah. Run run it down. Okay. For us. Sure. Yeah, I'll keep it kind of short for some of them because I didn't really. I just like texted. A friend as i was you know uh uh going through them so i have like notes that i recovered from that yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> nice um but yeah so my round one well okay first off i should say i uh, this this was the bio event so it was it was saturday morning which starts at 5 a.m eastern time uh which is early for me even as someone who gets up at like 5 30 for work so i just mm-hmm. like literally rolled out of bed and like hit the like, you know, boil water, uh, button to get coffee going and <laughs> then sat down and played. Uh, so I'm surprised I was like awake enough to win round one, uh, surprising, but, um, <laughs> so I played against, uh, the DNT in round one, which is normally actually kind of a bad matchup because they have a lot of ways to like shut you down. If you, if they get to turn two, like Thalia, like really like makes all your zeros cost one um spirit of labyrinth like makes all your bobbles not work and makes echo uh very much not work and um <laughs> then and then stoneforge getting cauldra like it's actually really hard to beat like you can make you make a bunch of giant constructs and they'll just like punch right through them and still um kill you so death attacks is actually like surprisingly difficult but i was able to to beat him with like the whole I think this is where, yeah, this is where I did like turn one echo plus led and then drew another echo and led and just like dumped my hand turn one. Um, and then game two, I actually got, I just, I didn't think they would bring this in against me, but I tried to do the echo led thing again, uh, and got mind break trapped. Uh, oh, wow. And oh, so geez. that's where, that's where it can backfire. Cause I discarded like, you know, a few good cards that I just, you know, wasn't going to cast for a few turns. And so it got, stomped in game two but then managed to win game three i don't remember exactly what happened but uh it was probably a long one um round two i played against this like sweet blue white red black mentor deck which is kind of like uh like i used to play a bunch of like kind of esper mentor type decks so this deck was sweet i was like talking to the, the guy who made it uh and was trying to figure out what was in it but um but i was able to beat him but it was long grindy games in game two he like meltdowned me four times because he uh, had like meltdown and snapcaster and then he like to fairy bounced his snapcaster and like melted me down again so it took forever mm-hmm. um i also learned well not learned but i guess remembered uh that to fairy can bounce versus saga and it can bounce artifact lands which just seems mean um, <laughs> it's cruel i hate to fairy uh i mean it's a sweet card but 
it always seems to be whatever the kind of decks that I'm interested in playing. As a, as a sneak and show player, I concur. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much like does all the things you'd want to get sneak and show. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it's pretty miserable. It's pretty miserable. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then for round uh, three and round four, I play against Blue Red Delver, and uh, both were like a cakewalk. Uh, the Blue Red Delver with with so I should I should say if you want to beat Blue Red Delver, play a cast like it is a breeze. Um, they they you could almost beat them with just Spurs' Saga if they don't wasteland you. Um, they have like Murktide region you don't really care about. You can just make Thopters and block it forever. Um, you can like search for a spell bomb and return it to their hand if you need to. Um, they they pretty much have to answer Emery immediately or you'll pull ahead on them with card advantage. And they can't really answer Psy very effectively without red blasts. Um, Chalice cripples their whole deck. Um, and Ragavan can be a little scary, especially if you cast a Chalice on zero off of your deck, which has happened mm. a couple times. Um, Ooh, yeah, I can imagine that's yeah. dangerous. <laughs> yeah. uh, if they do that, you lose. But otherwise, um, Blue Delver is like pretty easy for this deck. Um, Pithingu often names Wasteland, and then you just like go off, go crazy with Sagas and mm-hmm. have a hard time with that. Then played against Elves, which is also normally a very hard matchup because they can find Collector Oof, and they're just like way faster than you, and your interaction doesn't work against them. Like Force mm-hmm. of Wills don't line up well against uh, Allosaurus, Shepherd, and they just like kill you on turn three usually um, with zero interaction. Um, but I managed to beat them. I honestly don't remember how. Um, I probably got pretty lucky on that one. And then played against Blue Red Delver again and was able to win uh, pretty easily. And then um, this would be what round seven um, played against like the blue, white, red kind of Ragavan deck, which is like a little trickier than blue, red Delver. Cause they play swords um, and prismatic ending. So they can answer chalices game one and they can like remove um, uh, side a little easier. So they're a little trickier, but still was able to beat them. Uh, and at this point I was, 7-0 and I was first seed because I had good breakers, I guess, which like shocked me. Like, you know, I usually don't do well like that well in big tournaments like this, but it was fun and I was really enjoying the deck. So I just, you know, wasn't really thinking about it too much. Mm-hmm. And um, then I played against Cloud Post, who this guy ended up in the top eight. Um, and uh, I forget their name on here, but they, uh, that deck similar to elves, like none of my interaction lines up with them and they just like, you know, hard cast and are cool on turn four, basically <laughs> how it usually goes down. Uh, and I think game two, I got force of figure twice, like blowing up my lands both times. So that was, that was pretty miserable because Ursa saga is an enchantment. I have to remember that. Yeah. And then, so now I, you know, at this point, I, you know, I still like pretty sure I was locked for top eight, but you know, I wanted to try to win these, of course, uh, I, I don't really understand how like breakers work on magic online. They don't really like show that information to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I played against uh, Anurag in the last round. who's was playing this like green, blue, white, red pile of all the good cards. Um, and he stopped me pretty good. Um, and actually like the night before. Uh, so like when I was just like testing out the, the deck, my last game of like, okay, I'm feeling good about this deck was against Anurag and uh, we had this like super long grindy game. We went to like, uh, you know, I think each of us had like less than a minute left on the clock um, and I was able to beat him, but it was like really close. And we talked after um, our uh, turtle weekend match and he basically told me like, yeah, that matchup, like, you know, helped him tune his deck to beat 
big cast better uh and it showed because he crushed me <laughs> uh dress down is is a beating so uh because it kills your urza sagas um their urza saga tokens and shuts off stuff like like um you know i had one turn i was setting up with sai and was about to like cast a million spells and make like you know 20 thopters or whatever um i'm exaggerating a little bit but he <laughs> dressed down and then sai just you know did nothing mm-hmm. um and it also had the cool trick where he, he, I think at least once he did the end of turn dress down, untap, uh, make a make a Uro just right into play, which is pretty mm-hmm. sweet. Because I had like graveyard hate, you know, that I could have used and wasn't able to use it. So that's a neat trick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like at this point, uh, you know, I didn't know really, I, I guess I haven't done many big events on it, Magic Online. I've only started playing Magic Online like a year or two ago. I've playing, been playing Legacy like forever. But uh so I didn't understand, like, you know, how is it going to tell me if I was in the top eight or not? So I just sort of, like, waited, and I thought, like, it was frozen. It was stressing me out. <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but then the thing, po- there's, like, you know, a thing popped up, and it's like, oh, your next round is starting. I'm like, oh, sweet. Um, at this point, like. Uh, That's how you find out you're in top eight, is it just tells you you're in the next round. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, you know, it was like the round is starting. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, I got to, like, you know, uh, sit down and play this, I guess. Um, at this point, like, my arms were were, like, tired from all the clicking and stuff all day uh, i realized i'm i'm not an athlete and uh, <laughs> not used to having to sit at my computer all it's day. okay not not all of us are, are not all of us are athletes no i know <laughs> uh but i pretty quickly got crushed by the elves player who won uh again, elves is not a great matchup and um i don't think these games are even close than uh against um uh jorg i think is his name or Aaron relentless as he goes by oftentimes oh, yeah, um, yeah. and after after playing this too i i should draw attention to the 14th place list i think it is yeah 14th place there's another eight cast deck uh on the same there, there's actually game. there were three eight casts in the Ooh. top 16 so oh, you're right Looking at the breakdown, so there were in the top sixteen, there were three elves and three eight cast, which is yeah. uh, that's quite the showing. Mm. So this fourteenth uh, place list by uh, username uh, Ruler Borin uh, is is what I would play now. I think his list or uh, her list is better. Um, it's basically the same thing, except for they cut the echo and the uh, led for for red cards so they added they had one more chalice what else did they do ether spell bomb and they added silver buff yeah, silver bluff bridge which is mm-hmm. an artifact land that makes red or blue but comes into play tapped which like makes me want to barf but it's also indestructible so can't get wastelanded mm-hmm. um and the the red cards are just for three sideboard cards which is uh gear per ether grid which is an enchantment from Magic Origins, it looks like. Uh, it's two in a red. Tap two untapped artifacts you control, and it deals one damage to target creature or player. Um, and it makes a huge difference in, like, the Elves or Death and Taxes matchups, which I think were the two artist matchups. Because um, you can just, like, it's not an artifact, so you can, like, kill a, a Collector Roof. You could, um, you know, kill a, a Thalia or whatever. Um, so I tried this list afterwards, and, like, this is... This is closer to what I would do now. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going through all the listings, and uh, Eightcast had quite the showing. Between the three events, it looks like there were six Eightcasts that are actually... Uh, 
looks yeah six eight casts uh top 16 across the mm, three yeah. events so definitely a good. really good showing for the weekend yeah. very yeah, very like consistent at, too yeah if you look at like mtg goldfish it's now like the second most played deck behind delver mm-hmm. uh, it looks like so, so yeah i think we can it's comfortably settling in as probably the quote-unquote best urza saga deck in the format yeah i guess so it's it's weird too because it kind of just like came out of nowhere and there's not like as far as i I like scoured the internet after trying this deck of like is there like a discord for this deck or anything like there (laughs) just isn't as far as i can tell i don't know Um, yeah it could also just be a case of it's like it's like watsi builds the deck for us like watsi always watsi says that that's something they try not to do but that it still happens invariably of just like building decks for the players they just make cards with such strong synergies you'd have to be an idiot not to play them together yeah totally um but yeah it's uh it's definitely a powerful deck uh you know yeah runs powerful cards what more can you say and uh you know it was good for you this weekend and definitely good for some other people this weekend too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it was a lot of fun to play too so uh i don't know if i don't i don't see it really going anywhere anytime soon although it certainly there's like hate cards that work against it so if you you know wanted to to try it out and play it i think it's a good one to so give it a whirl. Mm. Yeah. So how how backbreaking are cards like Null Rod or Collector Oof or uh, what's the white one? I forgot. Uh, Stony Silence. Oh yeah, uh, Stony Silence. You like straight up can't answer at all because um, <laughs> it's an enchantment. There's yeah, luckily just... I haven't run into that. Um, but Oof Oof is not the worst. I mean, game one, it's 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 there. You can't do anything about it, um, and you just have to kind of like outmuscle it with Urza Saga construct tokens, basically. Um, I mean, you can still make like thopter tokens. So sometimes you can just like, you know, go over it. Um, and post board, you just, you try, you hope to draw the dismember for it. Yeah. Dismember is like mainly for stuff like, like that. Uh, or like the turn two, like Stoneforge mystic into cauldra is quite scary. Um, mm-hmm. So it helps with that. Um, but yeah, it's collector with this thing. And uh, it's definitely scary. I think even more scarier is big Karn, um, which in some leagues I ran into, uh, I'm not, I guess he's not the biggest Karn. It's just, just uh, normal Karn. Um, but the <laughs> the one that's an all rod. Yeah, yeah, um, no, no rod. Yeah, yep. uh, yeah. Like, I think I was playing as like mono red or something, and I someone played that against me, and I was like, oh yeah, right. This is a card, and I have nothing in my deck that can beat it if I don't have like a board presence already. So that's a mm-hmm. tough one. Um, I guess Pithing Needle actually like shuts down his, him from killing you, but he's hard to actually get off the board um when you can't make any like mono with your lands and stuff like that so yeah that is pretty backbreaking yeah um but yeah definitely like those are the kind of cards you should play if you want to beat this deck i Mm -hmm. if i were playing blue red delver which is like you know for a few years was like the deck that i played um until recently i just can't stand like ragavan and i don't know all the new cards i it's too many too many new cards but (laughs) yeah anyways if i were playing blue red delver still i would want to play like probably a null rod and two meltdowns um, for all the artifact shenanigans going on right now. Yeah, I could see it. Uh, well, nice. Awesome. Uh, so are you going to keep playing the deck going forward or anything else catching your eye? Um, I don't know. It's pretty sweet. I think I will. I don't have the cards in paper or on magic online. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so expensive. Yeah. I think I'm going to get them though. Um, I'll probably get them in paper at least. And on magic online, uh, 
it's honestly like it'd be more expensive for me to get this on MTGO than on. Yeah, like, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's more expensive on MTGO than in paper. That's... Yeah, because like I have the forces and stuff already. Um, but it, it reminds me of a couple of years ago when like Days was like a sixty dollar card on yeah. online. It's just like oh, this fifty cent card in paper is sixty dollars. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm in a weird place with Legacy right now. I don't have like a like a deck that I am that's like you know, my go-to deck. So this, this might become that. Um, I don't know. I kind of, I, I broke up with blue red Delver We're we're done. Uh, it's, it's obviously like the best deck, but I just, all the, every, every year getting all these like new cards and then getting them banned. Uh, I'm, I'm over it. Delver's dead to me. Yours is my new boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, well, one other thing I wanted to talk about uh, before we head out tonight is, did you guys see the announcement about To Infinity and Beyond? <sighs> yes. <laughs> so, new unset. Nothing unusual there. It's, it's We're about due for another unset. Coming out on April 1st. How clever, Watsy. Your, your marketing team must be orgasming. Um... <laughs> And, you know, normally that'd be odds. Another unset. These are fine. I'll grab a box. You know, we'll have a draft with the buddy. That's fine. What's catching everyone's eye is that it's going to be legacy legal. <laughs> that's that's you, you ready? <sighs> want me to want me to blow your mind and probably the listeners mind as well, Pat? Yeah, sure. I, I'm actually OK with this. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that, Jerry? Because I'm reading the announcement and it's the entire set's not going to be legacy legal. It's just specific cards from the set oh my that's so confusing for people are going to be legacy legal and i'm okay with it because honestly it's actually magic designed cards like by magic it's not any of this universe beyond bullshit that i don't even want to get started on again it's actual magic cards and i have i have had cards in other unsets there are plenty of cards in unsets that are like hey this wacky and crazy fun card actually so, could totally exist in actual paper. So what, they're going to be it. silver-boarded cards now in, in Legacy? No, they're like, they're specially marked. Uh, yeah. They, oh, my God. They have like an acorn-shaped little foil mark for the ones that are silver-bordered and not legal in Legacy, and then the other ones are just going to look like a normal card. Yeah, uh, what so about Modern? Are they legal in Modern, too, or is it just Legacy? Uh, I don't think modern. I think it's just like their usual kind of commander commander cards to eternal format uh, pattern where it goes to vintage and commander and legacy, but legacy. not modern, but I could be mistaken. Oh my goodness. Is it confusing? Yes, but I'm, I'm okay with it because you can have some fun, sweet cards because they, they've done it before. There's been unglued cards that ended up getting printed into regular black bordered magic sets under different names and I I think I'm okay with it. I'm okay I with guess, it. I guess. I guess. I don't know, man. Like, uh, listen, Watsy has not does not have a. Ha, I have no confidence in Watsy to create sets for like to create cards for legacy. They're writing checks. Their butts can't cash. Is what you're yeah, saying. man. They've just. I mean, they've. They're just. Their track record for the last three years is atrocious. So I'd go five, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be nice. I'm I'm thinking like since basically since War of the Spark, like they've just been. They've just been. It's yeah. So yeah. Watsi also another product that they announced is they uh, a, no, a new uh, universe beyond secret layer bullshit thing is they are doing a 
uh, League of Legends Arcane Secret Legends. And at first I just rolled my eyes like, oh, this is stupid. But then I saw that what they're doing is it's like the Godzilla cards where it's all actual uh, magic cards Mm -hmm. that they're just giving League of Legends art to. Right. Okay. And the optimist in me is like, oh, Watsy is listening to the players and the things that we don't like. And they're Mm -hmm. correcting that by doing it. And then the pessimist in me is saying they weren't expecting Arcane to be such a hit. And so they scrambled last minute. And so they didn't have time to design new cards for it. Yeah, I I hope. See, I would be fine if like the crossover stuff is like, you know, just make it like actual said, cards that already exist. Yeah, yeah, re- just, yeah, yeah. But make them, you know, with cool different art and a different name. Like you said, like the Godzilla cards. You know what I mean? Like yep. that was that's totally that's fine. A, that's the totally happy compromise. Fine. That's the yeah. compromise, you know. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Then you can have then, then you can sprinkle a little Lord of the Rings in your magic. That might be fine, you know. Yeah, but but designing all new cards from out of the void and forcing people to play with them, not not what I want to see. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree. Yeah, I just hope we don't get some really wacky uh, unset card that happens to be uh, really good in Legacy and sees plays sees play everywhere. But yeah, there's like wacky cards in Magic's history, though. I mean, it, I don't know, like Goblin Game or uh, I had a uh, chance encounter deck where you yeah, win the yeah, game yeah. if you have like twenty coin uh, coin flip wins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that like that was stuff like that. So there's yeah, there's there's been some fun wacky cards that, you know, probably should have been in silver border sets, but they were so fun. You know, they still worked in the black border. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like we're getting like Ashmon's coupon coupon or anything like that. Like target player goes and buys you a soda. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, those will stay in the, the silver border or like acorn stamped uh, cards, I'm sure. But, you know, something like, I don't know, Battle of Wits is fun. Uh, that's the kind of thing that nowadays would or like in, if it were in the onset would probably um would be fine. That'd be, mm-hmm. we wouldn't complain about that. Yeah. I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. It's, it's better than universe beyond bullshit. So <laughs> the fact, the fact that the bar is scraping on the pavement doesn't matter. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's, it's still above the bar. Yeah. True. True. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, anything else we wanted to talk about before you wrap up tonight? Uh, no, I didn't have anything on the docket. You want to do some scoops? Yeah, we can do scoops, Jerry. Who do you want to scoop in top eight this week? Uh, I am scooping in all the delicious food that I had for Thanksgiving because it was absolutely amazing. And not having to cook or clean afterwards, that was awesome. You know what the downside was, though? No leftovers. That was the that was the biggest crime of uh, of restaurant Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, that's when you have to order like extra courses and just be like, just pack them up for us. Well, it was like up. it was the restaurant did it like a buffet style. It was like okay. cru- cruise ship buffet where you like you go up and there's like all the chefs at the at the stations and you tell them what they want. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of frowned upon if you go up there and be like yeah, load it up and then take the plate back and then wrap the plate up. <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm going now. <laughs> okay uh but yeah yeah that's that's uh that was my scoop in i i enjoyed it what about you pat um yeah i I, uh i'll I'll scoop in uh i'll scoop in the pilgrims jerry pilgrims yep shout out to 1620 yeah those those oppressed pilgrims 400 years ago (laughs) i mean they fled they fled for religious persecution right so shout out to them shout out to the pilgrims (laughs) Uh, how about you, Evan? Who you want to scoop in a top eight this week? Uh, I'll scoop in my friends uh, Eric and JC for 
uh, kind of supporting me through this tournament and listening to my bad beats and good beats <laughs> too. So, uh, and my lovely wife, Kristen, for not minding me play magic uh, all day on a week and day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of why I didn't do it. Is uh, I just can't commit to like eight hours of magic online. Yeah. <laughs> it's a like lot. I never, I've never played a challenge or anything, uh, which I'd love to do, but like I can't make myself sit in front of the computer for an entire afternoon. I would love to, honestly, but uh, <laughs> life gets in the way. Indeed. <laughs> yeah it's a lot harder to be like oh honey i'll be there in four hours compared to like oh i'm at the tournament event site i'm just gonna not pick up this phone call <laughs> <laughs> uh, been there been there oh man awesome well thanks so much evan it's been great having you on uh congrats again on your top eight at absolutely eternal weekend what was the prizes by the way for top eighting um the prices were kind of weird so eternal weekend is historically very like top heavy because they basically give up like a painting away to first place that's worth like 10 to twenty thousand dollars and then yep. even second place only gets like i don't know it ends up being like about eight hundred dollars maybe of uh like mtgo currencies um but so for top eight i think it was it was weird it was like 50 chests and then a set of crimson vow which i was like what do i do with this no oh, uh, jesus <laughs> but, uh, apparently like it just you like it's like comes in as an mtgo as like a the thing you like open like a chest uh, mm-hmm. and then i just like you know sold it all for ticks or whatever but nice. yeah. um yeah, it was kind of cool. It, it would have been fun to like have it in real life, but I was like, I wouldn't do anything with like set of crimson vow. It would just right. like, dust. Yeah, it's kind of lame that they're like, oh, hey, you just top aided a legacy event. Here's the most recent standard set with for like you. zero legacy playables. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like i don't yeah, even think anyone's but, talked about crimson vow at all like i don't even know, know. that set. like there, that's it's, how it should be for legacy <laughs> have, we, have we seen any cards played from it i can't think of any i don't think i haven't even looked at it i don't even know what's in it like there could be legacy bombs in it i don't think anyone gives a fuck because it's there's really. there's so much other stuff going on <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like true. it's too much wizards it's too much too fast and no one cares anymore <laughs> yeah i still haven't even tried any cards from whatever the industry had set before that was midnight, oh, the, uh, uh, the werewolf Hunt. yeah midnight yeah. yeah, that feels like that just came out last week. Yeah, I just I've I you'd think with a weekly podcast we'd be able to keep up on all the sets that come out, but it feels like some just fucking whiz by us. We're like, oh well, we'll get that we'll get the next time around. It's <laughs> like 10 years from now, people are gonna find like some legacy bomb in it that it's like, well, how did everyone miss this? Yeah, it's yeah, because like, none of us cared anymore. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh we'll see. Uh, I think we're gonna be on ban announcement watch coming up. That mm. was kind of the the rumor mm-hmm. after eternal weekend, we would see a ban restricted update. So keep your ears to the ground folks. And uh, maybe we will talk about that on the next episode until then. Bye. (laughs) See you later guys. Have a great weekend. (laughs) Catch y'all next week. Bye.